Have you ever been given instructions to make a diet change and just didn't know where to start? Have you ever decided to not join a program you knew would help you because you weren't sure if you could make all the diet changes recommended for you? If so, you will love today's episode where I am introducing to you Shannon Callerie, the newest member of the Better Belly Therapies team. Shannon is a nutritional therapist whose role on the Better Belly team is going to be helping our clients in our Foundation Plus program transition into different diet changes, lifestyles, and the mindset of diet so that it is as easy and as stress-free of a process as possible. It is so important to be empowered in your health journey, and Shannon is going to help teach skills and tools and tricks and mindsets that help our clients feel confident and comfortable in the food that we are eating. I am so excited that our team is growing and we are adding on new new experts in different areas to help serve you so that you can have the best experience and the biggest change in your health that last. I wanted y'all to get to know Shannon yourselves in today's episode so you can meet her, hear her story, and why she's so passionate about helping others in their health. In today's episode, you're going to learn about how I met Shannon, why I knew she was the perfect fit for our team, and why Shannon is so excited to work with you. And at the end of today's episode, I'm going to share with you about how you can work with Shannon and me to confidently find the root cause of your gut health problems. Welcome to the Better Belly Podcast, where we find freedom from food restrictions, we increase energy in our lives, and we begin to feel more healthy and vibrant than ever by finding the root causes of our health problems. My name is Allison Jordan. I'm a marathon runner, functional medicine, health coach, certified craniosacral therapist, gut health nerd, lover of Jesus, and owner of Better Belly Therapies, a clinic based in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that works with both virtual and local clinics clients to help them achieve the best health of their life. I am here to walk with you on your journey to a better belly and a better life. We're going to go beyond popping a probiotic and just checking out our poop. In this show, we are going to go deep into gut transformation strategies that last for your entire life. If you are ready to feel your best, get ready to roll. You are in the right place. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. All right, guys. So today I have with me Shannon Callery. As I already mentioned, she is a new member of our team and she is a nutritional therapist. And so that you guys can all get to know her and understand her and hear her voice, I have invited her onto the podcast today. Shannon, thank you so much for being on the Better Belly podcast. Yeah. Hi. I'm very, very excited to be here. So yeah. 
this is Shannon's first podcast. And I think by maybe sh- sharing that up front, then that, that helps everything, right? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. It makes the conversation a little lighter. So, right. Um, well, Shannon, to start off this podcast, I just wanted to sh- have you share more about yourself. Um, and first, just I wanted to ask what makes you passionate about what you do? You're a nutritional therapist. I know that, that you have a whole journey up until that point, but why nutritional therapy? Why? do you love and why are you passionate about what you do? Um, oh boy. Well, I have always been passionate about food. Um, honestly, since I've been a child, um, just always interested in it. Um, and then I've had a long like health history. I know that this is kind of jumping into two questions here, but the two go hand in hand for me Go for it. Yeah. Um, I dealt with a lot of mental health issues when I was younger and they continued on into high school. And that's really where I started playing with different diets, like keto, um, paleo, all the diets you can think of. I've probably tried like low FODMAP, all the healing diets and they didn't really, um, they didn't work for me. Um, I ended up losing a lot of weight and it just, it wasn't doing what I needed it to do as far as healing my gut issues. Um, so that's kind of like where my interest and passion really started as far as learning about the quality of food and what it can do to your body. Um, yeah, it definitely started there and, um, to go a little bit deeper on my health history. Um, I, after I graduated high school, um, that's when I, I kind of realized that I needed to do something different as far as food. So that's when I applied for, um, well, let me back up a little bit. I went to, I went to college and I studied public health because still at that point, I knew I was interested in nutrition and wanting to help people. I just didn't know in what aspect, um, throughout college, I realized what I was doing, um, wasn't really for me and that I wanted to focus more on nutrition. And that's also when I developed my eating disorder, which played a very, very big role in my life. And I actually didn't know that I had it until I started going to school at NTA, which is the Nutritional Therapy Association. Um, So after I went through that program and realized that what I was dealing with was actually an eating disorder, um, I really played, put focus on um, healing myself and that was a very long journey, uh, but a very, very big part of my journey. And, you know, the two go hand in hand, like learning about quality food and what food actually does to your body and the healing process, like the self-love and getting through that and whatnot, that just, I feel like all of that is what made me passionate about health and what makes me want to help other people. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have a pretty similar, I feel like a lot of passionate healers have gone through a lot of health problems themselves, really been there, done that. The system didn't work. I didn't have the information Mm -hmm. available to me that I wanted. And now I want to help other people have that. And one of the reasons that I was very impressed by you initially, when I first learned of you is one of our clients was going to see you and you were really, really helping him feel a lot more confident in his food. And, um, just like he was seeing an improvement in his health and his, in his symptoms. And 
that I've had this interest for a while that we would have somebody who specializes in the nitty gritty of food. I'm able to, when, when I look at people's labs, get an idea of, Hey, if they have certain things going on, a low carb diet is helpful or a, um, low histamine diet. I, it, we can actually not have to guess so much of like, Oh, what diet's going to help you? Or like just randomly being on low FODMAP for a year or something like that. Things that, I mean, things that I went through, things that sounds like you went through of that random diet. But after that, if, if I make a recommendation, some of our clients say, wow, you're asking me to change a lot. And I really would like someone to walk me through that. And you, you love that. Like you love the nitty gritty, um, which, which I love. And so we started talking and it's really cool just to hear that even while you do nutrition, you realize nutrition is not the end all be all, um, like, you know, it's, it's not, if if you have symptoms, it's because you're eating something wrong. It's all your fault. Um, Oh no. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Food is not everything. (laughs) No. Um, but then, but then also that you have the experience that I, that I see go hand in hand a lot, both a little bit in my own journey. I I remember we actually haven't talked about this, but I've actually had to ask, start asking myself, is any of my like food fix and almost like felt like a fixation is any of this, like, like unhealthy, or is this just because I feel crappy all the time? And so like, uh, I, of course I'm going to be almost incentivized to, to be like, just so fixed on my food, but I constantly had to ask myself, like, am I making this worse in my mind? Is there any part of this that is like disordered eating and how easy it is to go from, I don't feel good. I'm lethargic or I'm in pain to, I, I want to learn more about food to, to really fixate it on it. And that you, you, you've experienced that as well. And actually even have learned to come out of it. Can you talk more about what that process has been like for you? Um, either in the past or currently coming out of disordered eating or however you would like to, however you phrase that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I just want to mention too, like, I think that's what you said. The fact that you questioned yourself of is what I'm doing okay, or is this turning into another issue? That's the part that no one really teaches us about when you go and see a, like a dietitian or even, I mean, some nutritionists, what they don't, they don't mention that part that it can turn into something really bad. And I feel like that's a very important aspect. Um, for me, you said the healing process, like what I went through, um, gosh, it was a long journey. I would say I am definitely out of it now, but I will say having an eating disorder, it, it is something that kind of just sticks with you forever. Like you, there are days where I still do the same thing. I question myself like, okay, am I doing this for my health right now? Cause I don't feel good. Or is there something else going on here? But, um, I guess in the beginning, what I had to do was I went on what they call, um, like an all in process. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but we haven't shared it on the podcast, please talk away. Okay. All right, cool. So pretty much what that means is you eat whatever you want, uh, whenever you want and however much you want of it until you feel like you've had enough. I remember I ate one of the things I would never let myself eat was ice cream. And I know that I can't have dairy. Like I haven't eaten dairy in 12 years. So I didn't just start eating dairy. Like that's not how it works, (laughs) but like dairy free ice cream for that case. So I remember I ate ice cream for like a month straight. I'm not kidding. And it's a hard process. You 
I'm not going to lie. It's like, you feel better, but at the same time, you like, you don't feel better because you have to learn how to love yourself and go, Mm. you're doing two things at the same time. So after, yeah, Yeah. um, that is a huge part of it. Um, and after that took me about like a year and a half to get through that phase and it's uncomfortable. You feel like bloated, your body is holding on a lot of water weight. Um, I threw out my scale. A scale is not something I keep in my house anymore because we don't, you know, weight doesn't define health. So that's pretty important. Um, and yeah, after that, I, I, that was a big part for me. And I actually went and did something called, um, emotion code, which is healing, like releasing negative energy on a cellular level, I guess is the best way to describe it. And honestly, that was like the, um, that was the end of it for me. Three months of that really took me out of where I was. And I truthfully felt like that helped me get over that last little hump and move on from there. And of course, um, I have done like some craniosacral therapy and I also did regular talk therapy while I was going through that all in process. So it's really, it's a bunch of things. It's not just one thing. And in the aftermath of that is I had all that knowledge about food and how it affects your body and, you know, like not having enough stomach acid, like why am I having acid reflux all the time? Things like that. So from there, I was able to like really, really fix myself from inside out. So that was it was great. Um, I love what you said about how, for example, with the all in process, you had two things going on at once, um, that you had this, you know, the food you were actually eating, um, and, and whether or not it was making you feel the best, but then there's that emotional aspect, which needs to be healed. And I've been reading some Brene Brown. I'm, I I've watched her stuff, but I literally read her. I read the, I read, I'm trying to figure out how I would say this, the first book, not her first book, but the, a book. I read a book by Brene Brown, my first book that I've read from her. Um, and the book was Gifts of Imperfection, which I actually think she wrote before her bigger book that everyone knows about, which is Daring Greatly. And she talks about worthiness and the fact that a lot of like shame resilience, which is another thing that, you know, that she's really known for. She's a shame researcher, but the reason she actually is a shame researcher is because she was originally interested in like the, these people who seem to have a wholehearted life or the sense of worthiness in themselves. And she realized worthiness is not something you cultivate. Like I'm going to make myself worthy. It's actually something that you have to remove blockages from because at the, once all the blockages are gone, you're actually just worthy. That's it. And so, um, which kind of harkens back to this phrase out there of like, you're worthy, you're enough. Like, and you, and people say these like somewhat paltry things that our logical brain says, our left brain is like, yeah, okay, I'm worthy. Great. And then you're eating ice cream and your body's like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because, because we're so used to, you know, and with what Brene has going on, um, and this is different than health. It's different than the fact of maybe what's the best foods for you or where you should be. Oh my gosh. And so imagine just the amount of tension that we can get inside of ourselves. Anytime anyone tries to get healthy, um, both saying no to things you want to say yes to, or saying no to things so much that it becomes like 
unhealthy, (laughs) Um, or you develop all that fear of food because that worthiness is haunting you. It's saying, you know, maybe I've done something wrong. I don't deserve ice cream. Or if I'm eating ice cream, it's because I'm weak or because I'm it's, it's negative. It's, it's actually revealing some negative aspect of me that I don't want to be true. I don't want it to be true of me. And so become hyper vigilant on things. And I mean, reading that book was phenomenal for me. Um, I'm an Enneagram one. Have we discussed Enneagram? I think we've discussed Colby, which yeah, just Colby. Yeah. That's okay. Enneagram one. I've told the podcast listeners, we are like, uh, people who want to do everything good and want to do everything right. So, um, that's really hard. So I love that. Like you kind of, you, you give yourself exposure to the thing that makes you feel not worthy and say, I choose to still like to almost like incrementally, I'm sure. Did you ever have a breakthrough moment of like, wow, this made a big difference. Or do you feel like it was like you, you looked back and like, it was like, Oh, I'm in a totally different place. Oh my gosh. I do feel like I had, I do feel like I had a breakthrough moment. Um, honestly, I kind of remember when it was too. I was on vacation with a group of my friends up in Marquette and we were just like, I was, I actually was enjoying myself and that was my breakthrough. I realized I was sitting at the table with a group of friends. I was allowing myself to have like uh, an alcoholic drink and not freak out about it and like have a hamburger. And I just remember thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, like this is probably what it's supposed to feel like, or this is what I've been missing out on. So that was my breakthrough moment for sure. That's amazing. Um, I can actually, for me, I can think of a couple breakthrough moments. I felt like they were like small, but kind of, and and they felt like that though. Um, so it's actually pretty fun to hear. I haven't talked about this a lot, um, with other people, but what I started to do, and this is actually before I found out I had a parasite. This is maybe like you could say halfway ish through improving my gut health. So there was, had been some improvement, but I (laughs) definitely didn't believe I had met the whole thing, but I really felt like, okay, I want, I want to be able to eat more foods. I believe I can, I know I'm terrified to. And so what I had started doing, and I think I learned this from my spiritual community, my church, um, this like gratitude stuff. I, I feel like I didn't make it up, but I also don't remember a specific place I learned it from. It was just when I would want to eat something that maybe made me a little bit nervous, I would just say, especially if it made me excited, right? Like, like for you, it's like ice cream. It's so exciting. It like terrifies you, <laughs> but it's exciting, right? Cause it's yeah. ice cream. Mm-hmm. I think it was like almonds or something because low FODMAP sucks. You can't eat apples. You can't eat. Yeah. It's almonds. You can't eat. I remember yeah. being really excited about like holding this hand of almonds and I'm just like, this looks so delicious. And it'll, I know it'll fill me up. And, and, and I was like, maybe I will feel fat afterwards. Maybe I will but actually I'm going to be really grateful in this moment and choose to engage with it and thank the food for being here. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like this cure all thing. Like I never felt bad after eating certain foods, but I found that it helped incredibly. Um, and I think it really paved the way when I did discover my parasite, when I did discover I had low stomach acid, when I did continue to do craniosacral therapy and visceral manipulation, which we'll get to in a sec, because I know you have experience with it too, um, that 
I was, I already had that ingrained in me. I think it made it a little bit easier that I could easily lean on that skill when I started to explore certain foods or even quantity of foods was probably bigger for me than even type of food. Quantity of food was such a grieving point um, of like, I could eat things, but just not, a, not too much or, yeah. or not, 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 not a large amount at, at a single time. Um, mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's a, I'm, that's awesome that you have that skill. Cause that's actually another thing that I remember learning or reading about. I can't remember what book it was in, but that's one of the skills that I used. Um, when I started to reintroduce, reintroduce foods from a healing, um, diet that I was doing like after the eating disorder stuff. And I remember like sitting down at the table and like almost telling myself, like convincing myself or telling myself in my head, like you will be okay. If you eat this, like you might get a stomach ache, but like, other than that, like, it's going to be okay. There's, and it doesn't change, doesn't change who you are. It doesn't like, you know, Mm -hmm. mean you're somebody. Yeah. And, and that's why the, like our stress response plays such a huge role in eating. Like you have to be in a relaxed state before you eat, or you should be, I mean, we're not always in a relaxed state, but it's, <laughs> it's best if we are. And that's like, when you have an eating disorder, I mean, sometimes people like your stomach issues are coming from that. It's coming from the fact that you're so stressed out before you sit down and eat. It's not actually the food that's causing the problem. It's your brain almost. Yeah. And, and, and the healing processes, I, I think that you would agree with this from your, your health history. It's, it's like baby steps. Like you get to eat a little bit more food. Um, and then maybe in another area of your life, you're getting craniosacral therapy or you're doing lab work. You actually have a history of lab work. And one of the things you guys that, that I was like, wow, I really felt like Shannon was such a great fit for our team was because, um, th- you actually like when I, when we were just talking and I was, it wasn't like a solid interview, but it was like, Hey, tell me more about yourself, things like that. And you'd said that you understand the benefit of all these other modalities, um, whether it's emotion code, which I had never heard of before, or mm-hmm. craniosacral therapy or lab testing. It was like, ah, like she, she's had this experience. Um, and it makes you a better guide, like makes anyone a better guide. <laughs> That's how you become a, a guide is by having the experience trying all these different things. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And that's, I'm truthfully glad that my life led me to try all these different things because it's a way for me to help other people. And it's been really, really helpful. Like I don't just rely on food to help people. I can recommend many other things as like you can too. I mean, you perform craniosacral therapy, so you, you know, (laughs) I know it in depth, like (laughs) super, super in depth. Um, I want to tell me, tell us about, and actually, I don't think I remember you saying yet. I would love to actually hear what were some of your big symptoms that you were dealing with before you started getting better. And then what, other than the disordered eating journey and, and, and just like trying to figure out food and all the complexities with that, can you tell us some of the other things, which we've alluded to now that have helped? I'm, I'm curious specifically about where craniosacral therapy fit into your journey and where your lab testing fit and then your symptoms before anything and all of it. And then the symptoms that you were started to see changing after and where you're at now. Um, so actually from the time that I was a child, probably like five years old, I started getting like excruciating stomach pain. I remember my mom told me she would like wake up in the middle of the night and I would just be like curled up in a ball on the floor, just horrible. 
no one could figure out, um, what was going on with me. I had horrible mucus in my throat. They actually tested me for cystic fibrosis because it was so bad. Just all these issues and all these like outdoor allergies, everything and nothing, nothing got better. I just learned to kind of avoid things, I guess, or I was always the really sensitive kid. If you would like to say that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah. So I, I went through all that and seeing, um, like regular Western medicine doctors and, you know, they did help with some things there, but things weren't getting fixed. So probably I think the first like, um, functional lab testing that I got was right, right after high school, I was probably 17 or 18 and I got a food sensitivity test. It was not the MRT test. I'm blanking on the name right now, but the MRT is what we use <laughs> Yes, just as a, yep. as a quick note for our <laughs> listeners. It's called the mediator release test. If you're curious. Yeah. Thanks for that. Um, so I got a food sensitivity test and I remember he just did the test and gave me a list of foods, which I'm pretty sure was like low oxalate and low FODMAP, the two healing diets. And just kind of told me to do them like no guidance at all. Love it. And that's where, that's where it started is that happened to me multiple times. Like people just kept handing me these healing diets to do, and I didn't know how to properly do them or it, or it was just too much. Um, sorry. I feel like I sidetracked from your question. No, this is great. Keep going. I mean, (laughs) I'm kind of anything. Keep going. You're good. Okay. So yeah, that's, I had, I started getting experience with experiences with all these testing. Um, and believe it or not, when I was in high school, was it after I realized that that's when I realized that dairy was an issue that was causing the, those shooting stomach pains that I was having. But by that point it had developed into much more. I was dealing with constipation, um, gas, severe bloating, still some of the stomach pain, which at that time was probably coming from more like a mental thing, I think, or maybe some like gluten or something I was eating, not a hundred percent sure, but those things got better. And then they got worse when my eating habits got worse and like the eating disorder developed pretty much all that like got worse. And I just had a list of things that I eliminated from my diet. Um, all through that time I had done talk therapy, which was definitely helpful for different things. It gave me, um, great, like coping skills for things. So that helped. Um, I ventured into massage therapy and that really helped for like muscle tension. I was having in my neck and headaches. What else did I do? I had already, I already mentioned that the emotion code really helped me get past or release the emotions that were being held in or causing part of my eating disorder. Um, and then craniosacral therapy and visceral, visceral, visceral manipulation, visceral. Yeah. It's okay. Visceral. Thank you. you Um, both of those things I used to help with my constipation because that has been the like biggest longstanding issue for me. And both of those things worked very, very well for me in that aspect. So. And you and I actually are, are, are point for point with that, that we did it in a different order. Like kind of my breakthrough moment of improving my health was, um, 
after having tried all the other things, conventional doctors and, and diet and changing my lifestyle, the first breakthrough moment was craniosacral therapy and visceral manipulation for, for the okay. purpose of constipation. And really? then, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then actually went to massage therapy school. So I guess that technically is in there somewhere. Uh, and then, and then I had got, gotten chiropractic care, which for my neck, but also I noticed it increased my motility or the movement of my gut um, organs, which improved bloating and all sorts of stuff. And then I got lab testing. Okay. Uh, But I think you said that you have, you had, you've had other lab testing as well, other than food sensitivity tests. Tell us about those. Yes. Um, yeah. So I had the food sensitivity tests and then mm, probably like two and a half years ago or two years ago, that's when I had got the, um, I ventured into all the other testing. I didn't know about like the stool testing for pathogens and all that stuff until I went through my program at NTA. That's where I learned about all that. So like a year after that is when I decided I'm just going to do this and got the stool testing done. Um, which, what else did I get to? Oh, the hormone, the hormone testing, got that one done. And then I got the other food sensitivity test, the MRT one that you had mentioned got that done. So I've really, I feel like I've tried them all, most of them, not all of them. <laughs> what did, what did you learn from your stool pathogen test? Um, not anything too crazy. I didn't have a parasite or anything. Do you know um, real quick? Do you know which one it was? Do you remember? Oh, the GI, the GI. So it was the GI map. Okay. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Yep. The GI map test. And I, not any, like no parasites definitely showed me where my good bacteria was very, very low, um, had a little bit of a like candida, I think some, a yeast, a yeast overgrowth mm-hmm. showed up yep. in there. And those were, those were the main things. I'm sure there was a bunch of other stuff, but okay. I don't remember exactly. That's okay. <laughs> I, I was looking at my lab earlier today and I was like, I don't remember this being on it. You think I would remember. I remember some stuff. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Uh, you're, I'm asking you on the spot. Okay. So <laughs> some yeast overgrowth, some, some low amounts of bacteria. And that's actually, we see that common, um, commonly with low amounts of stomach acid because the bacteria, they're actually not getting the nutrients they need and they're starving with you. Um, fun fact. So that's, and then, um, stomach acid also helps control candida or yeast in the, in the, in the bowel as well as some other stuff in there. So it's kind of like there, it's at some, and, and kind of where you were at in your health, you, you were probably more fine tuning. It might not have been, you know, the big crazy things, but you're kind of like, okay, there's still more room for growth. And so you got the, the lab testing. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, candida is a very tricky thing stubborn to deal with, but yeah. So that's why that testing, you know, really helps. Cool. Um, what I'm curious for our listeners to know, and actually let me, well, before I even ask you this, I'll let people know. So Shannon's role and in, in how we're integrating her and in with our team is we actually have, you know, our foundations actually called, it's called the foundations program where people work with me for six months minimum. And we actually have a whole podcast episode related to this on how clients work with us or work with me. And so we'll link that in the show notes. If you kind of want to hear it more in depth, but we have our foundations program. It's six months long and includes lab testing and a customized health plan and monthly calls with me. But then we have another program that we were creating where Shannon's included. So uh, it's the same foundations, but it's called Foundations Plus. And we're 
what happens is you actually have a initial consultation with Shannon after you have your test results. So she has access to these things and she understands what I'm recommending, but then she has more of the skills on you meet with her monthly and talks about how to integrate my recommendations, um, how to, you know, seeing if she's seeing any, any gaps or any holes or like, oh, based off all these things we're seeing here, this would be something else to do and helping just make food choices, you know, whether that's a snack guide or, or talking through how to make a shift in diet or meal planning, all these different things and skill sets that Shannon loves doing. That's how we're integrating her. And so, um, Shannon, that being said, that that's how we're integrating you. I'm so curious if you'd share with our listeners, what made you want to join the Better Belly team? Oh gosh, when you reached out to me, I was so excited. Um, I think one of the main things is the fact that the work that you do with the testing and the knowledge that you have, it really just makes it like a full circle package. I feel like it's not just you know, cause there's nutrition and then there's testing. And if they're not being done together, I guess it's, it's I all guessing. Like it's not, yeah. It's, there's <laughs> just... a, there's a guessing aspect to it. <laughs> and so it really just in my head, I was so excited. Cause I'm like, this is it. This is like the complete package. And I was like, gosh, if someone would have presented this package to me years ago, I would have jumped all over it. Cause it's like everything that I could have ever needed in one. So yeah, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> and actually it was so interesting because you and me and then Desiree, who's also part of our team and does a lot of like just integrating and gathering all the lab tests and making everything flow smoothly. We all got together and we agreed that, um, oh, I just, I just blinked. This will have to get cut out. <laughs> um, what did you say just now? whole package. Oh, oh, the whole package. Yeah. You and Desiree and I all agreed that if we had, if you had, if you and her had had the opportunity to do this package in a succinct way, not only would it clearly would have taken significantly less time in your healing journey, um, instead of a la carting it and randomly and having to find it, but also significantly less money. Um, you guys kind of mentioned things that you'd tried that had gotten you some relief, like muscle testing. Um, I'm not, I don't want to like knock muscle testing, but just to say that it was, it was a little bit more of a, it wasn't a, it's not a complete package. It doesn't give you an idea of what you need to do now and what you need to be doing month two and month three and month four. It's kind of like, well, here in the moment, um, you just like flail an arm and you grab a supplement and like, that's what you do. Yeah. And so you guys were like, wow, be between just all the random stuff we try ourselves and the testing and the amount of time it took and the random supplements like that, it would have that this type of package would have, you're like, this is way less than, yeah. <laughs> than what we spent. Yeah. yeah. Years of time and money. And, and that is all 100% true. And like that being said, I think it's important to mention too, that this type of healing is like, I learned this in school and I use this reference all the time. It's like peeling back the layers of an onion. Like it, this type of healing does take time. Um, you know, once you peel one layer back and heal one thing, something else might come out and it's, it's a process, but I, it's so true. Like if this was presented to me years ago, it just would have been, my journey probably wouldn't have been as long, I guess I could say. <laughs> Right. Right. And that's, and that's probably part of what motivates you to do what you do to help somebody else's yeah. journey not be as long. Yeah. Yep. To help point out, um, the things that, that help and can work. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you is, and I'm going to share my, my answer first, actually, but what your superpower is in, in what you do. And the reason I love this question is because you can have lots of nutritionists or, Hey, I'm, I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, lots of me or whatever out in the world and who are all passionate about healing and health, but different people have different skill sets inside of themselves or different passions. And I like to use the word superpower for that. So I've thought about this a lot and I really see consistently in my work with my clients that my superpower is based in my intuition on what a deeper what deeper problem is really going on. I, I see this all the time, particularly when I can, uh, I actually had a client recently, she's a friend of mine and she'd been having these problems and she's even in the health field. And so she knows a lot about stuff. And so we would just talk, I would be at her house and she'd be like, I got this going on and that. And I would be like, well, that really sounds like blank, blank and blank. And I'm like, but you don't really want to just guess, like, even if I am a phenomenal guesser, we want to test. Well, recently we got, we did do some testing both for her hormones and for her gut. And they, she had exactly what I had imagined oh, was man. going on. Um, I've even gotten test results back though, where I say, this is suspicious based off of your symptoms. I think something else is on here. This test didn't catch because you can get false negatives or something just, you just didn't happen to catch it in that one sample you got. And so I was like, I've been correct in those situations as well. So I'd say, we're going to deal with what we found here, but we'll either retest or we'll actually do a couple of these other things to help address what I think might be going on. Um, and it's just gonna be a little bit of a tweak. And so that intuition just saves so much time and so much energy and makes people feel so validated. Um, yeah. and so I was, that's my superpower. What, what do you feel like is your superpower oh, gosh. Health journey? <laughs> um, I feel like my superpower would be, it might be a few things, but one of my absolute favorite things to do that I think helps people is I just love sharing, um, sharing about like the quality of food and the importance of it and not to be afraid of it. I feel like that is my, my best thing that I do when working with clients is just trying to share that like food is not something that we should be afraid of. And there are so many benefits and good quality, great tasting food out there. So I, I truthfully feel like that's my, that might be my superpower when it comes to this. And that's one of the reasons guys, I wanted Shannon on the team because you, this might not make sense. I think a lot of people, when, when, if you've been on the podcast long enough, this might not be surprising to you, but you know, that food is only one portion of healing the gut, but for a lot of people and a lot of what culture and blogs and the news, whatever push is if you have a gut problem, it's a food problem. That being said, I actually am not very passionate about the details of food. I, I want a good answer. I want, I don't want to just throw someone on a random diet. Food is definitely a part of the equation, but I was like, ah, Shannon, like <laughs> loves the details and is like, yes. gets all this energy and I don't get as much energy from it. I, I, I get more energy from like big picture looking at overarching what's going on, getting lots of data from health history and conversation and, and their labs. Um, so it's, it was, we were looking at each other. We're like, this actually might be a match made in heaven. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, before we head out, I want to ask you two questions. So one question is what are you working on in your health right now? I am, I'm still doing, um, craniosacral therapy. 
for I still a little bit of like I'll say stress stress issues. We'll we'll go with that. That's yeah. Um, I've always been like a high stress person. So that's something that I am still working on. And I actually just had acupuncture done for the first time yesterday. Yes. To help with, to help with stress and stuff. So that's my biggest thing that I'm working on now. Cool. I love asking that because I actually don't know. I feel like for health practitioners, when, when I'm talking with other health practitioners, I hear about all the other things they're working on right now, even if they've come from just like amazing recovery, like they're, I, but I do think sometimes I want to be sharing more and more of like, okay, what am I actually working on? Um, like right now I'm working on my miscarriage that I had in January and testing. I found out I'm sensitive to corn. You and I talked about that. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm working on pretty much everything related to things that I found in my blood work after my pregnancy, um, and my immune system, all these different things. So, um, did some hair tissue mineral analysis. And the truth is, is like, just like you said, health is a layer and you it's a layer and you peel it off and you're constantly going through new things, whether that's job transitions or marriage or having a kid or moving good things and bad things, you know? And so it's always, if it's, I like to think of health, like if you're on a conveyor belt, if you're not moving, you are moving towards the direction of that conveyor belt. And that's generally for us, like falling apart in some way, you know, getting weak, getting tired, getting old. And you have, you have to always be actively doing it. You know, the question is in different seasons, what does actively look like? And, and it's going to be very season to season with whatever's going on. But, um, my last my last question for you, uh, which I love asking people my, even more than the last question, uh, if you could download one piece of information into everyone's head, that's somehow related to health, what would it be? Be nice to yourself and love yourself. That is such a huge part of this. Um, just be easy on yourself. Like we, we are humans. We don't do everything perfect. There's, or even if we do, it's doesn't turn out perfect. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Like what is perfect? I mean, it's, I think that's, that is the biggest thing, truthfully, like you can do, you can just do the best that you're doing, especially when it comes to diet and health. If you're putting in the effort in the work and the time to make yourself better, I do believe that you will see positive results, but it doesn't mean that you have to be so strict to where you're not allowing yourself to be, be happy in life. That's, that is very, very important. So, yeah. So good. Well, if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, if you've been looking for a nutritional therapist to work with, someone to help you with food. If you want better answers than just guessing at what might be going on in your health, we are here for you. I would love to speak with you. Um, you can apply for a 30 minute consultation by clicking the link in the show notes. And if your application, I personally review all applications, partly because I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. And so if we think we can help you, then you will be approved for the call. And we'll actually on the call, be talking about your options for working with us and what that health journey looks like. So um, if you do have any questions again on kind of the details of those things, check out the podcast where we talk about, where I talk about how I work with my clients. That link will be in the show notes as well. And Shannon, thank you so much for being on the Better Belly podcast today. 
Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It, it was it was great. <laughs> Yay, you guys got to meet Shannon. I love it when you guys get to meet more of the Better Belly team. We are constantly growing to help serve you better so that your transition into a better health and a better life is quicker and as easy as possible. I am so excited. And just like I mentioned, I wanted to tell you guys more about our Foundations Plus program. The Foundations Plus program is an A to Z front to back program where it includes lab testing at the front end. So you're testing and not guessing about what is going on in your health and what's even going to help. And then I create for you a customized health plan to take you from the beginning to the end of a sixth month process with us of healing your body. In your Foundations Plus program, you meet with me once a month to talk through all your questions and problems, talk through your wins, and make any strategy adjustments in your health plan. And you meet with Shannon once a month to talk about your goals in your food, any things that are going on, any questions that you have to make sure that you are nutritionally filled, that you feel confident in meals to make for yourself and how to buy your food and what type of groceries to get. All those little nitty gritty things Shannon is an expert on and loves to talk about. If you are ready to sign up for the Foundations Plus program, you can click the link in the show notes for your qualifying call with the Foundations Plus program. On the other side of that, you will talk with me to see if the Foundations Plus program is right for you and if you are a good fit for us. If you are, you'll be invited to join our program right on the call so we can get your healing started right away. Scroll down to your show notes and click schedule your qualifying call for the Foundations Plus program and I will meet with you on the other side. If you are new to this podcast and you just want to follow us a little bit more, you can follow us on Instagram at Better Belly Therapies. And in the meantime, I'll leave you with our motto, miracles are immediate, but healing takes time.